We come to this place for magic. We come to pop overview, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. thing before we start the show we have a silent movie today so that is why you only heard music just now uh but welcome back everybody have you popped open a beer or poured yourself a glass of wine yet because you're listening to pop poor review with jimmy chico hi kelly gong hi and myself matt chico we are the movie podcast where we journey through the imdb top 250 movie list if you don't have a drink yet you can try today's inspired drink based off number 200 the movie is sherlock jr the drink is a detective is vodka kalua and heavy cream um Sorry, I didn't look over. I was curious what your face was going to be for the drink. I thought it was the pickle drink, but was that just a fun pickle drink you made Oh, today? yeah. Side story note. Um, we are in the process of moving, and I was with our roommate, and she sent me a video about a pickle margarita, and I was inspired. So she had pickle juice. We had a vodka. We made a little pickle martini. Delicious. I mean, Jimmy didn't care for it. Me and my other roommate did. It tasted like the paper cup it was in. Oh, okay. So maybe... And I was scared to get like the dill pieces in there. Like, you was... eat the dill pieces with the pickles. I was scared. I don't like to drink them. Okay. No, okay. One, forget it. Let's just talk about this movie. Okay. So... I want to I preface that by I was at work, so I missed this whole thing. Okay. So Sherlock Jr., director Buster Keaton, writer Gene C. Havez, Joseph A. Mitchell, and Clyde Bruckman, starring Buster Keaton, IMDb rating 8.2 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes score... Critics, 93%. Audience is 95%. Letterbox, 4.4 to 5. Box office, uh, a little under $500,000, which is about $8.1 million adjusted for inflation, which I thought was funny because movies nowadays make that much. And if they get nominated for an Oscar, it's a critical success. Um, and Oscars, none. So it was not a critical success. Well, I don't think the Oscars had been It wasn't a, there yet. a thing yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently... Uh, this was considered a bomb because it was it made less than his um, other ones. Oh. So. I thought it wasn't considered like a complete bomb. Box it just wasn't wise. considered as good as the one he released like right before it. Well, no, this was his first one. Or what? I'm well, sorry. No, I'm thinking 19- of the general. So the general is after. I'm thinking this is his. This is before the general. He did have a few before this. Yes. Never. Wow. I don't know my history. I thought it was during World War One. It is not. You thought the movie took place or came out? It came out during World War One. Oh, it came out during neither World War. It came out in nineteen twenty four. The Jimmy. World Wars <laughs> did not affect the box office. No. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that beautiful note of. Uh, thank no. you for that fun fact, which leads us into shotgun facts. Jimmy, why don't you start? Give us the second one, because the first one was a little bit of a dud. <laughs> oh, no, but mine was the first one. Huh? Oh. What? <laughs> I thought you meant the, Pay attention, Jimmy. I, when Buster Keaton is running along the roofs of the moving freight train cars, he comes to the last one and jumps and grabs the tube connected to the water tower. His weight caused the tube to descend, and as it did so, water poured out and washed him onto the track 
with force, fracturing his neck nearly to the point of breaking it. The footage appears in the released film. Keaton suffered from blinding migraines for years afterwards and was unaware of the reason until a doctor diagnosed him in the 1930s. I was going to bring this up later in the show, but I want to bring it up now. I feel like watching this movie, and then because we did the general, I think those are his two that are on the list. Um, he is the silent movie era's Tom Cruise. I'm going to say Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan's better. No, I'm just thinking because Tom Cruise does these crazy like, stunts. He yes, does. Yes, Jackie Chan. I'm just thinking because it's but more recent in my I mind. think Jackie Chan is just translate a tiny bit more, not because it's crazy stunts. Yeah, it's crazy stunts 100%, but it's more grounded, believable stunts. Fair. Done Fair. without yeah. any to, little to no supervision. So that's why I, I'll compare it more to like a Kung Fu Jackie Chan type of thing. What do you mean little to, super, little to none, no supervision? Well, Tom Cruise, like, they like spend a lot of time to make sure that oh, it's I safe see, and shit I like that. Okay. Now, if you look at Jackie Chan's early earlier movies, like Who Am I, um, like Rumble in the Bronx and everything, they have a whole outtakes thing at the end of the movie where it shows him like getting hurt. And it's like, it's closer to like Buster Keaton stuff. Cause like there was one he did in, I, for, I think it was Who Am I, the movie. He went and jumped off a building to grab onto a tree but he missed it and the tree branch broke and you see his body just fly down. Was that the outtake or was this? It was the outtake. Oh, okay. But they also used it in the movie as the real cut. Oh, okay. And he fell all the way down and he has a, he cracked his fucking skull open and like you just see him like completely like splayed out and he has like a hole in the, at the top of his head. So yes, <laughs> it's, he's more closely related to Tom, I mean to Jackie Chan, but I think in more modern day times, it's like a Tom Cruise thing now. Eh. Yeah. I feel like he's the one that's doing these crazy stunts. Currently, I feel like Jackie Chan. Well, because Jackie Chan's also like almost seventy. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's it was yeah. I will say currently it's Tom Cruise, but yes, more now that you said those things closely related to Jackie. Well, I'm Chan. Jackie Chan biased, but I also love Tom Cruise. Well, no, just so now that you said that, it's more of those like, kind of like jump and grab a tree and then fall down to like catch, I mean to like land. And it's stuff like, like that. it's not pretty. These mm. stunts are not pretty stunts. Yeah. They're not meant to be like holy fuck. It's not Mission Impossible. Him. Yeah. With the motorcycle going off and causing anxiety-inducing stuff, but it looks pretty. Exactly. It's like just straight up like dirty, dirty stunts. I'm gonna call them. Because I don't know if you like read. I don't know how much you guys read of the like the of the facts about the movie. Like some of like the one where he jumps through the. I read all of them. Yeah, the one where he jumps through his like assistant's chest, and then the that, that was so complicated, and I had to go back and watch the video because I was like, I what? I had to well because <laughs> I was gonna be like that would be my shotgun fact, and then I'm reading, I'm like, this is like a paragraph, and I'm like, that's too long to describe, and knowing how I speak, it won't get translated the same. <laughs> watch the video. I didn't know there was a video. We'll go watch the YouTube video, um, and then the whole thing with the movie theater, like there was just so much that wasn't as like dangerous stuff, but like just such technicalities that I'm like. You is, don't see that really anymore. Is in that like the first instance in like moving pictures where continuity played a big part? Because that's what it kind of sounded like the way it was described in the facts that it's like he came up with the technique. So there was continuity when they cut the film. And I'm like, was that not like a big thing? Like I, back in silent movies? I mean, Jimmy's the only one who really watches them, to be honest. I think it probably is more of a continuity thing, um, like very technical because... But is it the first, like one of the first? I don't know if it's the first. I mean, let's say this was 1924. Because a lot of those scenes were pretty seamless. Well, they said they, they, they had, they literally like each time they did it, they had a, like a, like a focal, like they literally measured it to the like centimeter each time from the camera to him. To make sure, because I was watching, that's my, that might be, 
I never saw that scene before. Mm -hmm. And that literally like, at, I wasn't in love with it at first, but that scene is when I started to like love the movie. It was fun. It was fun to watch. It was a truly like, and I'm also biased when those like movies about movie stuff. Like I was like, oh, I'm falling in love with this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like that scene was so well choreographed and directed and all that. Even just like going into like walking into the theater, like walking into the movie. I know that's the first time it's ever been done in Hollywood, like walking into a movie, like, you know, like a dream thing into a movie. A dream within a dream type yeah. of thing. No, and I agree with you. To be honest, I was not impressed with this at all. And I wasn't, I wasn't blown away by the movie until the dream sequence started. Cause I was just like, this is called Sherlock Jr. What the fuck am I watching right also, now? Also, just the whole dream, like, just the whole scene where he comes out of his body. I'm like, I was just like, how the fuck they do that? That I think they just <laughs> filmed two things and put it over each other. But, like... It was seamless. It was just so... I was like, this is why I like movies. Like, this was so cool. And also just, like, it, sometimes even movies now, you can tell like they did it. Well, it's, And in my head, I'm like, I'm thinking while I'm watching, I'm like, okay, they, they obviously don't have special effects. Like, how are they doing this? It, I mean... Yeah, it's the practical... Like it's practical effects at mm -hmm. its like finest, exactly. Because and that's what made it so. That's what got me excited for once in the movie, and it blew my mind because I rewound that scene like all those scenes like a couple of times. I was like, wait, what? Where the fuck did he go? I was like, how did that happen? I was like, wait, the picture changed, but he's still in this. I was like, how did they achieve this at that time? And that's probably the best part of the movie for me. As someone who generally didn't enjoy this movie, minus the that entire sequence, it was definitely my. I mean, I enjoyed it. After, I enjoyed the dream sequence. We'll get into that a little later, but that was my highlight. And it also that made me think of Babylon. The end, like the yeah, ends, like montage of Babylon. I'm like, I gotta watch Babylon. There's watch too much the, hate on Babylon. To be honest, it really just like that's where I was like, okay, now I understand why this movie's here. I understand why this movie's in this list because of this one sequence. That scene definitely cemented it. Like if if I I think if well, we'll talk about it later, but like certain parts of the movie, if it was a little better, I can even see it higher. But we'll get to that when we talk about where we should think it like, is. Like this is a basis. This is f a foundation for basic movie making. Oh, a hundred percent. So yeah, that's why I was like, okay, I get it and I understand it and I accept it. And probably I'm trying to think. I don't remember the great movie ride. I remember there was always that montage. I feel like this would be in there. I don't, I don't think remember. It is. Is I, it not? I, I don't think, think so. it's it's his other one where the house falls on him and he's in the window. I think that's in it. I do that, think that's in it. Yeah, that I mean, one. they have the most impressive stunts. This movie, I think, had the most on there. It was the jumping through the assistant, the water tank stunt, and the um, bicycle. When he's on the yeah, bicycle. That I, that I have no idea how they fucking did. He he was on a bicycle. No, but, like, how did they, like... How, Hold on, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Like, how did they, like... I don't it know. It was the briefcase, too. Like, it was, like, him falling. It was a thing. <laughs> what, the bicycle thing? I think it was that. I don't know. There were so many things I kept rewinding because I was like, wait, how do you do that? Let me see it. And then he was just gone. And I was like, how? Because at first I was like, oh, like, I think um, I think the general had more. At first when I was watching, I thought the general had more stunts because the whole train thing. Like, I remember reading, if it was done wrong, the whole train would have been, like, piled well, over. Well, yeah, with the general, I think that for the stunt-wise that, I personally think it's still a bit higher than this one, only for the fact that it's like literally like he would have died if he mistimed any part of any stunt in the general. But the, this one for me though, I I was the same with you. But then it, it this started is more to have of a, more. This is a technical wonder for me. And it started to have more and more of those like things where I was like, wait, how are they doing it? And it 
I, I mean, I want to ask that question later, but like, like, I don't know. I was going back and forth all movie, but sorry, what were you saying? No, they said he pretty much just steered with the handlebars and had no access to the brakes. Well, he is. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck, bro? A talented guy. A very talented. And I was trying to think, I'm like, I did the same thing for the general. I'm like, if they ever made a movie about him, who can play him? And then I thought BJ Novak and I couldn't think of anyone else. I feel like they would really need someone who was who would be able to commit to doing all the stunts. Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was like Tom Cruise. I I thought of Tom Cruise and I was like okay, but not Tom. Get Cruise. Tom Cruise his Oscar. <laughs> Bj Novak looks like him. That's what because I, I was yeah I was going based off looks. But like Bj Novak would really like in order to have a really good biopic, he would have to commit to doing like the shit himself. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And that I'm not so sure of. I'd be it would it would be fun to see a movie. I that see like that. I would could be see a movie. Nicholas Holt for some reason. I don't know why. Nicholas yeah, Holt. I can see that. I, now I cause the more I watch his movies and like I know they did a Charlie Chaplin one that was with Robert Downey Jr., but I don't know if they really did they tackle the stunts in that movie? I never I've, saw it. I've never seen it. Never seen it. Yeah. So I'm it. curious if they ever made a movie about Buster Keaton, like how or maybe there is one, but how it would all go about nowadays. But it would be like Defeating the purpose because they would use green screens. Yeah. So, so apparently like, they're in the process of making one. Oh, really? Do they uh, say, like, who's attached to it? Rami Malik. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah, he has I that can kind see of, like, face. It's a limited series based on Buster. He's Buster. one of those people that p- play period pieces, yeah. like, perfect. I'm hoping they really treat the, like, stunts correctly and not just... If it's all it if it's CGI shit, not actual practical it's gonna stuff, ruined. it's going to be ruined because it's like they were able to do this back in the 1920s and we can't even fucking exactly. do it in, now. Exactly. And that's like the part that makes it horrible. It's like 100 years later, we will never <laughs> attempt to do these. <laughs> uh, Kelly, your shotgun fact? Um, oh, my God. We're still on shotgun <laughs> facts. Um, my shotgun fact is the intertitle introducing Sherlock Jr.'s assistant contains some sharp humor. Ha ha ha. His assistant, Gillette, a gem who was ever ready in a bad scrape. Gillette, Gem, and Ever Ready were all razor manufacturers. When I read Gillette, I was like, that's like the razor. I was like, I was confused by Ever Ready. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. And then I then I read this and I was like, oh, but then I was like, is this a sponsorship? Or is this like <laughs> I think it was just like tongue and cheek. Them just saying it because I was also like, those are major brands. Yeah. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they upped the sales and this was the beginning of sponsorships. I, I do. I, that's actually <laughs> a good question because when I read it, they were like, they those are just the most popular brands of razors at, in the 1900s. So I'm curious if like he did it as like a business deal with someone at the studio. You know? Yeah. Because it's a clever, it's a clever way. You really, it doesn't like, it doesn't like be like, oh, that's obviously like product placement. It's like, oh, it's like a fun little, you know, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine was many people credit Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle as a co-director of this film. Whether this is true or not is unclear. Buster Keaton did originally hope to have Arbuckle work as his co-director, but claims Arbuckle was still too depressed over the scandal that nearly ended his career two years earlier. Quick side note: Was that the one they were talking about in Babylon? Yes, where the woman fell out the window, and he like he was like peeing on her, and like he like killed her pretty much. Yeah. No, it wasn't peeing on her. Well, he, he, well, that, well, that's how it started. No, 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 he, no. The, his is that is the one that um he um allegedly raped someone at the party and like le- left them there. Like remember the girl who threw up in the in the floor. Okay, but is that's he not the it. same? Is that the same scene where like someone was peeing on someone? I don't remember that. That is supposed to be him. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, but he's. No, the, I was just making sure that was the scene. But I'm it wasn't of. that. Like, yeah. Well, because the way you explained it was like, oh, he peed on someone, and that's why his entire career is like, no, he well, raped a girl. <laughs> I also did forget that he like left the girl for dead. Um, but that I, I was reading this. I'm like, is that the Babylon scene? 
But it but is yeah. okay. <laughs> and no, that he did actually co-direct. It wasn't that he hoped; he actually did do well, it. Well, no, that's it's unclear. Apparently. Oh well, I thought it was unclear whether he how much he actually directed because what I read was that he actually did co-direct. But then when Buster Keaton gave him a note, he got pissed off, and Buster Keaton was like, "After I gave him that note, he just went downhill, and it went." so sideways so i made sure to get him out to direct another movie and i just completed the movie on my own and fatty arbuckle Mm -hmm. (laughs) fatty arbuckle's wife apparently was like no he directed the whole thing and that's where it's unclear so so it's after he was like from what it says he was too depressed over the scandal that happened that ended his career uh two years earlier and had become difficult to work with then keaton went ahead and solely sold uh went ahead as the sole director of the film doris dean arbuckle's second wife later claimed Arbuckle directed the entire film. Historians disagree uh, as to how much Arbuckle may have directed. It varies from none as much to half. So, like, no one really knows. I just thought that was interesting. I was, like, waiting to see if someone brought that up because then I was going to bring it up before yeah. we ended the the segment. Because he's not the one that they were paired together for a few movies, right? And I think, I know uh, Fatty Arbuckle was, like, with, like, always did movies with a certain person. It wasn't Buster Keaton, Jimmy, was it? I'm not. Sure. I feel like okay. I remember reading his name in the facts when we were doing the general. That's why I'm not 100% sure, but uh, I digress. Um, Jimmy, before we, uh, you know, take a quick break and then come back and dive into the movie, can you please tell us what the what Sherlock Jr. is about? A projectionist is studying to be a detective and is in love with a young lady. When he proposes to her, his rival steals the chain watch of her father and incriminates him. The disappointed young projectionist returns to his job, and while projecting the film, he dreams on being a detective of the story. Meanwhile, the girl finds out the truth and acquits the guilty of the projectionist to her father. And with that, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. And we are the hosts of Two Beards Please podcast him if he'd ever done this before he said that he had so you're asking these questions while you're on the operating table just before we start right so you didn't think to ask these questions nah. like in a consultation visit i really or didn't care i just wanted lines. to roll along the hot knife cauterization <laughs> as long as i could i also had some adults come to my door not with kids did you give them candy i did what's wrong with you what they deserve apples <laughs> <laughs> my favorite comedy movie that I could think of in four hours when some idiot says, what's your favorite four comedy movies of all time? Okay. This beardy is based on a limited amount of time, and I only had two beers. <laughs> laugh with us or laugh at us. Either way, you're laughing, and we're responsible. Find all of the links to our social media as well as major listening platforms on our website, twobeardsplease.com. And we're back. We're with number 200, Sherlock Jr., as we always do. One, do you think it should be on the list? Two, do you agree it should be at number 200? Jimmy, I'll start with you. I, I think it's at it's, it's a good, good spot. It deserves to be on the list, and I think 200 is good just because of the movie magic. Kelly? I agree with what Jimmy said. I agree that it deserves to be on here, and I think 200 is fine. And I think it. I don't think it should be higher, to be quite honest. It's a... It's a technical wonder, and I love that it's like a basis and foundation for movies. But other than that, I didn't have any other joy in it until the the montage. I agree with you guys that should be on the list, and I think two hundred's good. It's just like that scene. I could, I would be okay if it was a little higher because of that one sequence. But I think for me personally, 
two hundred's okay. Now, as I mean, I kind of got Kelly. You like the general better, right? Um, I like the general better. I like the stunts a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like will be like completely transparent in that I'm not a huge fan of silent movies. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of either movie, but the general I did enjoy more than this one. I think I was confused at what this was supposed to be because it was called Sherlock Jr. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be more of a mystery thing. And then when we started, I was like, is this a stupid fucking love story? And I was just like, this is the same movie that I just watched in the general. I was like, it's the same movie. And that he's trying to win, you know, he's trying to, you know, put a ring on it. I think, I and think, And then shit yeah. goes awry. And so that's why I was like, I think that's my biggest problem that I'll probably have with silent movies and older movies is the lack of diversity and uniqueness to the stories. So I just don't find that I found none of it interesting except until his technical stuff is what keeps me interested. I could care less about anything else in it. Cause now I wanted to hear your opinion on that. Cause the, what I asked why I asked that is cause the general is higher at one ninety two. So did you like the general better? No, I like this one better, but this is not like I like other silent films much better. I I like to go more towards the horror. Okay. Of silent films. Which I think I would like to try only because, you know, Jimmy tells me that Phantom of the Opera is super is like amazing, and it's like I feel like I might be more into those because those are different unique type of stories versus these like romantic comedies where it's the same thing over and over. Cuz for the whole thing with the general, I at first I was liking the general better. But like I said before, once they kind of went into like the dream, I was, I really enjoyed it then because I like that core part of the dream with the whole Sherlock thing. That was fun. I kind of get what you're saying. Like it kind of was a similar movie. I thought it kind of did change just the way it didn't feel normal for that type of movie to go into like a dream world and stuff like that. And then the whole movie aspect of it, of course, like kind of swayed me. But that whole movie, I was going back and forth. Like, do I like the general better? Do I like this better? And I think... I was liking the general better until I sat and like sat, like sat and like thought of the movie. And I was like, you know what? This had the general had like that big train stunt, but I think this had a lot of more little stunts mixed in with the movie magic kind of stuff. I think I'm swaying a little more. Sherlock well, the Jr. general, I think I remember that there were some comedic moments that I did like. There was. too. And I also think the sets I did enjoy, mm-hmm. even though like I knew it was a set. I was just like, I just love this. And then with here, it was not until the theater sequence mm-hmm. that I felt kind of like any type of woohoo. Because I'm like you, I, I'm not a huge fan of silent films, and yeah. I think I think I'm like, and I'm thinking I'm liking this a little better because of the movie element and not the war element like the other one. But I think the story did have problems where I feel like they could have just shed the beginning and the end. Yeah, and I think they could have just just had him start falling asleep in the theater walking into the movie and doing that and then like solving the case. I probably would have enjoyed that much better, even though ironically this movie was a lot longer and they shaved out so much because people were not reacting well to it. Oh really? I didn't know that. So apparently like this movie is only like they said five reels or something like five, Mm. something around five, something. And the originally it was a lot longer, but upon first viewing audiences and everyone hated it. Mm -hmm. And then they tried to, you know, they trimmed it down a little bit. Second viewing, Buster Keaton got word. They hated it again. So it got to the point that he trimmed it down, and that's the only reason why it's 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. And he cut out all this fluff, and I'm just like, to think of what else he put in this movie, 
especially when I really only enjoy the theater scene, I'm just like, whoa, this well, could this really could have been really bad for the him. The general was, I think, 30 more minutes. I think it was like an hour and 10, right? Yeah, it so was still short. It was, it was still short, but... But I silent mean, films usually... They were like I've seen some that are like three hours. No, what I'm saying is I, I think that I know for me and Kelly at least when we were talking about the general, I think that was our big thing where it's like you have to have something to go that long. I think the general at some points didn't have that. Yeah. Did you? So you like the 45 minute, 44 no, minute? Yeah, whatever. yeah. I I preferred it because I can only imagine what yeah. else could you have possibly added into this? Because I'm like, like you just said, I was like. What would warrant it being any longer? Exactly. Could you have seen more stuff in this? Or would you have liked to see more? No, because I think it was a good... There really isn't story to this one. Like, Mm -hmm. the general had a better story. This was more... Was this... this, What we decided this was before the general? This was was two years before the general. Okay, so, I mean, I feel like this was... Um, I like how you're like. Did we decide? I'm like, yes, <laughs> we ruled that verdict. But but like, um, I don't know. I don't know much about these silent film movies. I just watched some of them. But Charlie Chaplin, when was he in? Was he at the same time as this? Well, um, because I can see Charlie Chaplin's movies are more story driven, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I can see Buster Keaton doing the more stunt. Mm-hmm thing so i think that's what this was more just let me show you what i can do as a filmmaker compared to charlie chaplin's so i believe modern times and great dictator which i believe is on the 250 list uh that city uh modern times is 36 great dictator is in the 40s city lights i feel like i heard that before is in 31 so so buster keaton was doing it first i think he was what's i think he was like the Height, he started the height of silent films from mm-hmm. one gathering. Hold on, I just want to see one thing. I mean, my it, it, it was perfectly fine. Like, but the thing is, with this movie, I was like, I just it's exactly what you said, Matt. I could cut out the entire first part of the movie, mm-hmm. and the movie could have been like 20 minutes of just that, and I still and I would have enjoyed it way more. Well, because that was a big thing when I was reading the reviews. What, like, one person said, uh. Why, why didn't the writers just, like, because this is where I got the idea, which then I thought was a good idea. Why didn't the writers just cut those beginning and end portions of the film entirely and dedicate all 44 minutes runtime to Sherlock Jr.? That section of the film is remarkably better in every aspect and already has a setup that worked perfectly fine. And then someone else said, while it's cheesy at certain times, it's still very much a classic love story. Too often nowadays, uh, I find that cheesy comedies have no story or plot and rely entirely on comedy, which is often uh, which is oftentimes bad. Sherlock Jr., however integrated comedy into the narration of its story near flawless. So I think the story for certain people, I guess, depending on what you're trying to get out of this is I think the viewpoint, but collectively, I think we all agree that the general had a better story. Yeah. I think I went into this knowing that it wasn't going to be about the story. Mm -hmm. I went into it. You know what the thing is? I went into it looking for the stunts and everything. And it's just that the stunts didn't really start until pretty much like 20 25 minutes in when he started following him which i thought i that part i liked though too when he was following the Mm. sheik and i was just like they had to really choreograph this well because he is up his fucking butthole no that's why it really was i think i give the more i because i saw the general i said oh okay like it's good but like seeing this it's like it's him like this is all like yeah him in his mind and i'm like he is more talented than i remember from just watching the general like, I'll be very clear, like, I'm never going to watch these films again. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy I did watch them because there are aspects that I really do enjoy about I them. I will watch that theater scene again, though. That I will. 
If it, if it pops up on something I'm watching, sure, but I'm never going to actively do it. <laughs> so let me ask you that question. Okay, uh, hold on. I'm sorry. I just did some quick timeline for. Oh, Silent did you Films. know that the dad in here was his actual dad? Yeah, I did read that. That was cute. Nepotism. So, but in reverse, there's the movies that came before this were mostly war, silent films. I guess due to the fact that it was during World War One. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some like narrative films, and then I think. The big one for me would be Nosferatu came two years before this. And then it was this. And then like after that was like, you know, Metropolis, um, the gold, the gold rush. I don't know what year that was actually. That was 1925. So that was after, um, you know, fan of the opera. So I, I don't know. To me, I think this was okay. We have these, these things where we're just pretty much doing we're just saying action and, and we're just, you know, doing things. This one's the one where it was like, wait, we can do things inside the camera, like tricks inside the camera to make it look like this is actually happening. Or I'm actually, you know, going to this place. Or so you're saying this is the first one that got like creative with silent films. I think so. I think this and a trip to the moon mm-hmm. was, I mean, the first, you know, big, yeah. I mean, the great train robbery, I think is before that, mm-hmm. but a trip to the moon was, I mean, George Millier, I think is the father of silent film. Yeah. So it, I mean, it started in, in Europe and then it kind of made its way to America. This was like America, like besides birth of a nation, I feel like America, this is America's first big silent filmy movie. The, the Sherlock Jr. Sherlock Jr. Okay. Besides Birth of a Nation. So I wanted to ask this question. So someone wrote in the review saying, Sherlock Jr. Uh, uh, hit the body language and general comedy overall rivals even and even outperforms modern slapstick and physical comedies uh, before even looking at a story. Uh, before even looking uh, before even looking at story. The editing was outstanding for the time and the exciting scenes gave me more of an adrenaline boost than normal than nearly any action could. So I have two questions. We kind of talked about the editing, but do you think some of this was some of the best editing? Because it was on a list of best edited films of all time a few years ago. And do you think this movie rivals modern slapstick comedies? I think that it has some of the best editing, even compared to today. Because we're talking about, look what they were working with, and they can still accomplish it. Mm -hmm. And we still, like, we have fucking movies with, like, fake people in the back that look like shit. Like, so, yeah, it's I'm going to give it best editing. Um, slapstick comedy, I don't know because humor has changed so significantly that slapstick today is not the same slapstick as then, which is like, it's still like, you know, oh, slipping on shit, but it's like now it's like odds are, okay, like this is like going to sound like weird, but it's like odds are it's going to be like you got slapped like a fucking by like a dick and it knocked you out or something like that. Versus here where it was like a banana on the yeah. floor, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like I can't really compare it because humor is so different. But I will say Like that I'm not going to laugh. Well, uh, it I, depends. I, ch- I, I laughed at some of the parts. So that's why. No, I, I would- knew. You know what the thing is? I knew it was happening. So I was like, eh. But I was just like, it depends on who. Like if I saw like Amy Poehler or like Catherine O'Hara slip on a banana, I'd probably crack up and cry. Like I wouldn't say it might not be better, but I do, I do think it's it, 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 it would I would compare the two. Still. Yeah, but you still now you have CGI, so you don't know what's real and what's not. This was yeah. all in camera. No, no, I know, but I'm just, I'm, so, does that mean you? This is what, better. This is better. Okay. This is better. Because you're not, I really wanted to know what you thought, because I know you don't love slapstick comedy. 
But did you find this okay? I don't. I actually do like Buster Keaton movies mm-hmm. because I do enjoy, you know, the actual... Because it's not just like... Is it because three, you know it's him, too? Maybe because I know it's him. It's not just like Three, three Stooges, Stooges, like just mm-hmm. them hitting each other for a half hour. I, I don't understand that people find that funny. Our father. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. <cool. laughs> yeah. But, um, but, yeah, like I think this... These movies are great. Editing. And what about the editing? I, I just said they're great editing. Oh, sorry. You and you cut me off. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Well, um, it's just like, I, I feel like it's such a testament that it's just like, we enjoy this so much more. And it's just really sad to see the movie landscape now where it's like, they had like, they were, were working with nothing. They're just measuring shit like out, like measuring shit like perfectly to get like a beautiful shot. And like we have all this technology and we're wasting all this money when it's like you could have accomplished this with a fucking ruler pretty much. Like and yeah. that's a ruler in different angles. It's like you could have accomplished it, but like we're still like fucking around and like releasing garbage shit with CGI. And even I feel like thinking if like this movie was made today, they would never do the like him just walk like uh, when you like if you read the facts, they like he filmed like a whole nother movie mm-hmm. in a living room scene. And then. At one point, he, like, built it into the the stage so, like, it looked, like, seamless. Now that would never happen. And I think I don't know if I would get the same. The only thing I can compare it to is, like, La La Land when they're going to the end sequence and, like, yeah. going from one thing to the other. But not very few movies can achieve that still. But yeah. La La Land but played on the old. Look at even the Barbie movie. Yeah, that's true. We had so many practical sets. You know what? The, um, what's the, the, the travel scene really... Felt like yeah. that too. Yeah. And that's like old school filming too on like a track and stuff like that. And it looked amazing. And I think that's why Barbie is, the craft is like higher than I think people think what Barbie is. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, I think people don't realize like how much work it actually went into that movie. And that's why I think it should win a lot of Oscars. This how year. many, what was Barbie's budget? I, I just want to know. hundred seven. I thought it was no, like 70. It was a, around the same as Oppenheimer. So like a hundred-ish. Okay, so for a blockbuster movie, a hundred million for production is like basically nothing. And it's like, look what they achieved with practical effects and like just like putting in the work and then look at a fucking Marvel movie that costs like 250, almost 300 million dollars. And like, it still looks like poopy. And I mean, think Margot Robbie probably got a 20 million dollar paycheck from Barbie too. And Ryan Gosling. Because she was produced, she produced it So also, like realistically, so. the actual production budget is what you said, probably like 70. But it's the same as look at Oppenheimer. Look at how he achieved the Trinity test. Exactly. With a hundred million dollars. The yeah. two biggest movies of the year employed practical effects and achieved what only what all these other movies have released could only dream of mm-hmm. in terms of box office and popularity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like sometimes it's like, can you please wake up and see what people actually want? It's actually funny you say that. Cause I don't know if you guys saw it, like all those Deadpool leaks, where, like Ryan Reynolds responded. And he, Oh act- my God, I got so upset when I act- saw that leak. But he <laughs> actually said like, we're not trying to make this movie inside with green screens. Yeah. We want to use practical locations we want to make a good movie. We want to make a movie that we grew up watching. Yeah. And I think that's a good mindset. And like, unfortunately, I think a lot of times movies get made inside because of all the spoilers. But I well, think they also got made inside because you can control the environment much better. Well, I'm just saying, like, I think there's I think like they made I mean, before I, I I'm not sure if it was Millier or it was Thomas Edison. When they just started using the the film, <laughs> they would have sets that would literally the entire warehouse would rotate with Mm -hmm. the sun for lighting 
So they would do that. I mean, they were filming inside because of the lighting, because they could literally control the environment because they didn't have set lights. When I said that, I meant like one of the reasons. Yes, there's many other reasons. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they shoot um, a lot of movies, you know, I mean, people want to shoot on location, but one, it's probably a little cheaper to film in a a set, and two, it's a much more controlled environment. You can film on a set. I'm not saying you can't. But it depends on what you're doing. You can build in a studio like an entire fucking thing. Barbie. Yeah, yeah, Barbie, which is what Bar- Barbie did. The problem is, is when you have people. Okay, we're gonna say a Thor: Love and Thunder, and even um, the new Ant Man movie, where you're using that dome thing, where the volume, the volume. Is that what it's called? Those. Mm. You're using that, and it's just a blue screen all around with a couple of real things. I was like, and no offense, but everyone has agreed that those two Oh, movies- sorry, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you meant the Mandalorian thing. Never mind. Yeah, but you you see, like, if you watch the behind the scenes. So I, we, I watch the assembled um, documentaries whenever they get released on Disney+. Plus Because I still love Marvel, even though those movies weren't great. But it's like, when you see around them, it's all blue screen. And it's like, those movies, and like I just said, we all agree, they look like shit. Their CGI and everything look like fucking shit. And it's like, you couldn't just take the time to, like, build stuff. Even the first Thor movie, when you were in Asgard, like, even inside the chain, like, the the castle, wherever the hell they yeah. were. That's, pra- most of it was practical, except the outside. Looked fine. They couldn't even do that for, like, half the shit, like, now. Like, all big movies can't do it. And it's like, you're spending so much money when it's like, you could spend less money and build this, uh, this fucking I shit. I think it's, it's, I think another, also, I think there's many faceted, like a, a whole facet of reasons, but I think one of them is also like laziness. Yeah. Too, Cause it's, or just like, they want to play with a new thing. And I feel like another comparison was look at star Wars, the original trilogy to the prequels. I'm not saying the prequels are like bad because of that, but like you can see a f- difference in the way it was filmed. You oh, know, that 100%. was just George Lucas being like, look at all these cool toys I have. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it's just like, it just seems like sometimes we need to go back to the old, but use the new technology to make it better. Like, look at the... Avatar. Yeah. 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 Well, it's also like, look at the X-Men movies. And I'm only saying the X-Men movies because if you watch X-Men, X2, it's cheesy as fuck. All right? It's cheesy. Like, but they're doing practical shit. Mm-hmm. Remember when they tried giving... Wolverine CGI claws that didn't work and Origins was considered horrible. But it's also like if you look at the Days of Future Past, which is literally the best X Men movie besides X two. But Days of Future Past for me is number one. And then we go to Apocalypse, which is all CGI shit. Days of Future Past, there wasn't there's CGI, of course, but it wasn't like like they were still actually like I think outside when they were like doing their final fight scenes mm-hmm. and shit like that because I've seen the bloopers and stuff and they're actually outside on the grass yeah and it's like and then you go to and you get apocalypse where it's like everything is fake and it's like well let's see how well the the difference dichotomy between those two movies is insane exactly um I'm gonna just bring up one thing before we tra- like we kind of segue to the back half of the show. Did anyone else catch this on one of the lines that they read? It said, by the next day, the mastermind had completely solved the mystery. Yeah, With I was the like, what the exception of locating the pearls <laughs> yes. and finding the thief. I'm like, was that supposed to be like a joke? That was a guess. That was okay. Okay, I reround that. I was so that. confused. <laughs> I reround it and, re- <laughs> and pause it and was like, Me am- too. I was sitting there and I was like, am I stupid? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, did the 1920s just get me because... He solved it, but he didn't find it. I was, I literally, I had to pause it and looked at it for about two minutes. Well, like, he didn't fall for any of their, their traps. No, he didn't. No, not. but I think that's what they were trying. Like, I think uh, that, I think 
I think they said that in the thing too. It's like while he didn't like you know do anything. It was this, but sorry, there's no English coming out of my mouth. While he didn't fall for any of the traps, like but then it said this, and I'm like, am I having a seizure? Like, or, I mean, I'm having a stroke. I'm like, I cannot comprehend this. No, yeah, and I I paused it, and I was like, oh, he found out who did it, but he just didn't actually do anything. Exactly. That's what I was like. I get it, but then I literally didn't understand what it said. I, I sat on the train because I watched this but on the train. He didn't find out who did it. But he said without the thief either. Yo, he didn't find the thief. Like the thief got away, but he knows who the thief is. Oh, okay. You know, and Wait, I was. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, they, they didn't. Did they say who it was? I. It was those. It was like the sheet guy. Like, oh, the, I didn't know if they actually said that. That's why. I, sorry. Well, no, they didn't actually say it. This time. movie's confusing. But like that entire line, I was like, "Wait, what?" I sat there on the train for like five minutes trying to think about it, and I literally was like, "Please, <laughs> am I stupid?" <laughs> Did you have that problem, Jimmy? No, or are you smarter than this? No, I, I. Or you didn't care. I, I just went with the flow. Okay. Um. Oh, guys, look. We as we're sort of ending our episode, we're close to the runtime of Sherlock Jr. Aww. Aww. Anyway, we are. Bye. Mo- oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are moving on to the movie grid game. Um. Also, I want to ask a question really quick. I because when Talk we started me. playing the other game. I don't play. Do you want me to play in this one? You have been playing. I have not, one. actually. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Because you've been typing in the Do you want me to actually suggest movies? Yes. Okay, because when we played the other game, it was more of a buzzer thing. Because that was you were you knew the answers. So, okay, I just wanted to clarify before we started. Okay, so all three of us are in it today. The top. Nominate for Best Actor or Actress for Supporting. Supporting Included. Genre, Action, One Word Title. On the left, it's Michael Keaton, Javier Bardem. Jennifer Lawrence. Um. Okay. So Michael Keaton nominated for that's Birdman, right? Birdman, the yeah. only nomination he's ever had. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. And I know that because I put it in. It's one hundred percent. Do you want to do Batman? Uh, what did you the say? Flash. Batman, the, the Flash. The Flash. Yeah. I keep forgetting that that. I always just want to see what the, the most. All right. Well, Jimmy's is. already going down the line that I already <laughs> chose. So okay. Uh, and then the oh, we should have done Bird. Oh, well, you know what the thing is, is because oh, remember. No. Okay. Well, then why am I playing? You know why? Because we, Beetlejuice. We have a different. Um, remember, we have I a know. different. You and me have a different goal compared to Matt when we yeah. play this game. Don't tell me no. We're in it. We're in this together. Okay. So Javier Bardem nominated uh, for any acting supporting. So he was nominated for No, no Country, Country for Old Men. Um, and then he was nominated for that Penelope Cruz movie. Is it Vicky yeah. Christie? No, he was not. He was, or was it just her? It was just her. Oh, okay. So then it's just. No Country for Obin? No, he's been nominated more No, than there's that. another oh. one. Oh, no, that's not him. Sunset? Or no, not Sunset. It was something with like Sunrise or Sunset in the title? No, I know what no. it is. So what I, is it, Jimmy? I I, no, I can see it in my head. Just okay, put No Country for Obin. Just put No Country for Obin. You don't have time for these games. It's not timed. <laughs> I know, but the podcast is. Um, Javier Bardem, Action, Pirates of the Caribbean. Which one? The the only one he's in. Well, I don't know which one um, it is. De- no, De- Dead Man's Tales? Dead Man Tells No Tales. I feel like that one That's actually a good one, Matt. Well, now I'm trying to play. I'm trying to play your version. Of no, Movie don't Grid. click Dead Man's Dead chest. Man. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was like, "Fucking no." Okay, um, and then the the oh, Javier Bardem was in the. Wasn't he Inspector? No, no. Skyfall. Skyfall. Oh, I can't believe you didn't get the the other one, Jimmy. What was it? I don't know. Mother. Oh God! I forgot he was a mom. Well, you can't use Mom? it. <laughs> Let me be clear that you can't use it now for the next one. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh. J Law. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> should we go with Joy? No, we'll use Joy for the one word. 
So we should do which one? Pick one. Well, she did got nominated for Winter's Bone, Silver Ameri- Linings, and American Hustle. Should we do Winter's Bone? Winter's Bone. I chose Winter's Bone because I guess if I'm playing with all three of you, I gotta play your. You game. have to put the apostrophe. Oh, Winter Bone. Okay, action. Um, I'm gonna put. What's the one where she dies? Which X Men is that? That's X Men. Oh, Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. You want to do Dark Phoenix? That's a good one, Jimmy. I didn't pick. Right. I didn't she's, put she's that. She's barely in it. Oh, damn. I put Red Sparrow. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you type in Joy. It's Joy, though. I feel like it's the only... Hold on, hold on, hold on. No? Oh, but we can't say the other one. No, 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 I'm not going to... No, if you guys come up with it, yeah, but I'm not going to tell you. But we we can't say Mother, though. Okay, let me Well, I said that because I gave it away. Well, that's what I'm saying. I I didn't know what that was the one he was going to say. No, there's another one. Oh, I know one. What is it? The Beaver? Is she in that? Yeah, put that. Oh, damn. I don't even know what that is. Mel is Gibson. she in that though? Is that her? It's Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster. I think she is in that. I have no idea what that is, so I can't even help you. This we could lose it all, and not get a perfect grid. I'll scream. Okay, let me lower Kelly's just in case. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's yes. A, okay, so our uh, score is twenty-four oh one. We are the top eight point one percent of players. Not today. bad. Okay, so the other the most popular guesses: uh, Birdman, Spider Man, Homecoming, Batman. No Country for Old Men, Skyfall, Skyfall, Civil Lines Playbook, Hunger Game, Joy. Final few things. MVP, LVP, most valuable player, least valuable player. Jimmy, what is your most valuable player? Buster Keaton. Kelly? I was going to say Buster Keaton. I will also say Buster Keaton. Um, LVP, Jimmy, your least valuable player. Um, The migraines he suffered after his broken neck. I did, just really quickly, I was wondering. I'm like, he's not getting up after that. I was like, where is he? Is this like a movie magic thing? I was confused because I was like, after, I honestly lost him. And I was like, where is he? Yeah, exactly. I lost him. I <laughs> and lost I was him. also like, that's coming down really hard. I was like, is he alive? Kelly, your LVP. The screenplay. Mine is like the beginning and end portion. So I'll say the story. But I do like parts of the story. But I didn't like other parts of the story. <laughs> what? The beginning and the middle. Uh, the beginning and the end. That's my LVP. So um, the, the screenplay. But I liked parts of the story. So did I. But the whole entire screenplay still I liked, sucked. I liked from, uh, I didn't like from the beginning to liked, minute 15. Technically And then 10 from minutes. this point to that point. I liked the dream sequence. That was my fa- favorite part. 15 minutes of the movie he liked, technically. Fine, because I only thought some parts of the story were flawed. I'll say my LVP, my least favorite player, is the structure of the story. Come on, Matt. We need to go. We need to keep going. We're going to beat the record of... We're already longer than the runtime of Sherlock Jr. We've already beaten it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so stop trying to rush me now. Um. Okay. As I draw my long words to the next section, because Jimmy wants to leave. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Throw you off. This podcast is going off the rails because we're over 45 minutes, so we have to go. Um, Ratings, Jimmy, do you have your calculator out? Yes. I will give this an eight. I was going to give it an eight. Oh, well, I was going to give it a six and a half. Seven and a half. Oh, okay. Seven and a half compared to the 8.2 IMDb score. Um, So. Sorry, sh- guys. Wow, Kelly. Wow. I um, told you I didn't like these movies. True. Fair. You did say that. Um, So usually this is where Jimmy gives his clues, but we don't need that this week because next Monday after this episode oh. airs it is going to be Christmas. We're not going to release the episode on Christmas Day, but the following week, we are going to do a fun little episode to cap off the end of the year. 
There's been, I think, four movies that entered the the IMDb top 250 list in the in the year of 2023. Only two are left, but we're going to each pick a movie from 2023 that we think is deserving of being on the IMDb top 250 movie list. Merry Christmas, everyone! Happy holidays, and we will see you for the fun little episode that we are planning about. The 2023 movies. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we want to hear what you think. So leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Horror Review. Click around www.poporreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page. Patreon.com backslash Pop Review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go. Make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.